0: Is awkward. Hello, everybody. I am Ellen Briggs. This is Awkward Gully. And with me,
1: Mandy Nolan.
0: Here we are. Women like us talking about awkward things. That song does make you kind of... It's got,
1: you can feel the cringe.
0: Your shoulders kind of raise up a little bit, don't <laughs> they? it's like a body Ooh. reaction. Yeah,
1: there's definitely got the cringe factor. I do love him. He's really cute. Today we're going to be um, talking about Awkward Gully, where we talk about awkward experiences. We're talking about
0: work. We're talking about work. There's always awkward things at work, isn't there? Yeah. Whether it's the, <laughs> in the toilet.
1: Do you know someone did, to start with the awkward, this is an awkward thing for someone else, it was awkward for me too and he was really, he was kind of this bloke I was working with years ago and he's really good looking. Is
0: this in comedy?
1: No, it's okay. not comedy at all. This is in a, not in a setting. In a normal job. a normal job setting. And really lovely bloke and he's just not a sexist at all and everyone at work used to call me Amanda Whenever I get straight jobs, I get called Amanda because right. that's what's more than the application when I Amanda and all that. So anyway, it has to do with a joke. And I, um, he goes, and it's because I'm doing, I'm going to eat in my early 20s then and I'm a comedian and he go, and I'm still doing comedy he goes, or well starting out, and he goes, hey, I heard a joke with your name in it. He goes, what's better than eating a mandarin? And then he goes, and as he says it, he realises, he goes, eating a mandarin. Out. Out. Oh! <laughs> it was in front of all these people. Oh
2: no. And
1: he, he went like so red. Like, he went, because so, he's just like, that's the kind of something <laughs> you get a dude sacked for. Like, the guy made a joke about eating me out. Like, and if there's any more gross expression for, you know, cunnilingus, it's eating, eating out. out. Like yeah. the like whole eating out. Like saying it is like. It's really gross, i have never, it? you know, you would never say, could you eat me out? Like, this? <laughs> like you just, and he said it in the daytime in a workplace, <laughs> completely sober. And it was sort of like I blushed. Everyone just went quiet. And because everyone at that moment at work thought about eating me out.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fucked up. Yeah. And I've never forgotten it. That's. That is thirty years later. Wow! I would have been twenty three. I'm fifty three. That's thirty years later. Even whenever I think about that, I still get that gross yeah. feeling, Ooh. and I laugh because. And everyone, someone goes to tell me that joke. I went, "Do not tell me that joke. I've got oh, it to I trigger."
0: No, I bet he thinks about it too. Yeah, I
1: reckon that's his awkward moment. Mm. Such a nice bloke. He just he didn't mean it. I could, I just knew he didn't mean it. He wasn't being gross at yeah. all, and he just it was just watching him. He was so deep in it. And he went. Oh, he has to say the punchline now. <sighs> Nasty.
0: So, I mean, back then, you know, I worked for the federal government when I was in my early 20s. Some of the things that were said were unbelievable. But, I, you know, I was friends with all these people I worked with, but some of the blokes who were, you know, maybe 15 or 20 years older than me, so they were all in their 40s, they were so inappropriate.
1: What did they say?
0: Oh. well, there was one guy in our in our department who was very young. He was probably only a couple of years older than me and he clearly had a toupee, <laughs> right? He, he couldn't embrace the... And all the other guys that I was friends with... So he's like
1: 28 with a toupee. Yeah. Oh, that's it's wrong. Sad. That, that's awkward to start that with. That was awkward. It's already like, ew. And
0: um, all the other guys that I worked with wanted to pay me 50 bucks to sleep with him to see if it was permanently attached.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine doing that now? Look, oh, and, of course, I laughed about it. Did you fuck it? But I got 100.
1: Oh, you got 100
0: bucks. <laughs> no, I bucks. didn't. He had a toupee, for fuck's sake. Oh, no. I,
1: come on. Imagine halfway through having sex. You start Trying tug, to rip it tugging off. Tugging on his poop. <laughs> just go, I just really like,
0: oh, yes, yes. Tug, tug, tug. And then it goes flying off. I know. No, I did oh, not have sex with him. That was like oh. <laughs> the wor- Probably this is my worst awkward moment at work, and it and it wasn't even me that did it. But like you with that joke, yeah. you just go oh. So he, I think he was actually like the the head of the department, yeah. and he came in. We were having this informal staff meeting where we we're all, you know, when they do that thing, they go, we'll just all, we'll just all mingle around, and they yeah. kind of sit with one ass cheek on someone's desk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Trying to be, but they're in a suit and they're. Oh, it's so Ricky Gervais yeah, out of the office, exactly, isn't it? Like, exactly. Come on, stop trying to be friendly.
0: Yeah, let's just have a proper staff meeting. Yeah. Anyway, everyone was sitting around and we were all talking, and 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 it was kind of a, an informal one. And I just happened to look at the guy at this time, and he'd been rubbing his eye. Yeah. And as I looked at him, he got an eye goober out of his eye and put it in his mouth. Oh, oh no! Yeah. That's and he saw me disgusting. see him. Oh, Ellen. isn't that disgusting? Oh. Who does that? I feel sick. I mean, that's like picking your nose and eating it. Oh my god, it.
1: that was like as
0: an adult. Hey. And every time I saw him afterwards, I know he, he looked at me to be and went. Struck
1: when. off everything. <laughs> struck <laughs> off the earth. The earth. He needs to go. <laughs> that's not good. Isn't that gross? Yeah, that's beyond <laughs> gross. I've never even seen anyone do that. You know, I have never since that. I can handle nose picking more than that. That is. Gross. Yeah, an eye goober. Oh, it's <laughs> I want to touch my eye and eat it. Um, it is pretty that bad. That was awkward. I did have one of my awkward moments. I got a job when I moved to um, the Northern Rivers and I moved here and I was working as a waitress. And that was, that was awkward too because I'd been at uni and I, I left uni before I finished so I had two subjects to go. I was just doing an arts degree but I, I'd, I'd kind of gone through I'd done sociology. I did five years philosophy. I did journalism. I did anthropology. I, did, I, did, I finished my major in literature and literary theory but I never, everything else, I had about five other areas. I was, I was one subject short of a major. But my mother could not almost come back and never got it done right. But I've been there at uni so long and I all the subjects I did, particularly in, in drama and English, I was, like, at the top of, like, really well, hmm. doing well. So I the English department had employed me as a tutor. So I was tutoring first-year um, drama students um, for about two years before I left and, and then I took off. And I'm working in Byron in a cafe and... Um, you know, it was called Ringo's a Burger Cafe and someone that, and I was, as as you know, serving burgers and chips and as and someone that I'd tutored a couple of years before comes to the counter and goes, Mandy, how are you? And I'm like, I just got that real shame of I was doing really well and now I'm I'm your waitress. Aww. And I went, I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Oh, great to see you. You want this? I went, do you want sauce on your chips? I had to say, do you want sauce on your chips? <laughs> to someone I'd taught. And I I have to say I did actually feel really, I was really kind of felt that. Ashamed. Very, I was. I felt really ashamed. That was really awkward because I went, you know, here I was at the time, the kind of little rising star within the department and now I'm putting sauce on chips.
0: Isn't that sad that we feel like that, that we value ourselves on what we're yeah, doing just at on the our time. job? Yeah, we do,
1: but it's hard not to feel like that Absolutely. when you're put, asking. That's a very humbling question. Do you want sauce <laughs> on your chips to to someone that you'd met in academia? Yeah. You know, where you know there is source, nor is there source is there source, <laughs> nor is there source let 's debate the existence of source oh oh, phone's getting farty <laughs> um, so that that was really hard so and and to get out of that, funny, to stop waitressing, I decided I wanted a proper job here, so I applied for a job in the disability sector in this beautiful job. I went working. As a vocational support worker, to at the time it was people with developmental disabilities or intellectual disabilities in a herb nursery setting. And I went, Wow, there's no better job. I had no experience at all, and I had nothing. And I did it had, essential requirements was previous experience and a license. And I went, Okay. So I didn't have either. I couldn't drive. So I went, Okay. I read the Disability Services Act from 1986, and then I made up some fake experience, <laughs> right? Good one. That's 20, what everyone 23. Does. And then I um, I said I could drive. I had a licence but I didn't. But I never drove unlicensed. I just avoided driving for six months and I became so good. I got the job at because I knew how to speak to normalisation and I really loved it and I w- avoided driving all the time, always avoided it till eventually my <laughs> boss goes, you? You can't drive, can you? I went, no, I can't. And she goes, I should sack you right now... ...but you're actually doing a really good job... ...so I'm going to give you one opportunity. So then I had to get the licence. And that's the one when I had to go with the creepy old driving instructor. <laughs> Failed three times. And the worst time as part of the... work, ...because the licence was essential so I couldn't give up. I'm driving up to um, to, to get my licence... ...and my dress exploded, my sundress... ...and it fell down and my boobs were out. And he would not let me cover my boobs... He, oh, I put my hands over my boobs. He goes, no, no, ten to two, ten to two on the wheel, and I had to drive. or I had to drive from about Mooball with my tits out. I'm surprised he didn't take you to Grafton. I know it was so. Yeah, we're just going to drive another RTA here. I did we're get my license We're just going to drive for day, another four but hours, I tell you what, having your tits out. I mean, that sort of was sort of work because I had to do it yeah. for work. Um, but yeah, that was being, being discovered by your boss for being um, kind of making it up. And I just, you know, what it was, you didn't so, kind of made it up. Yeah, I know. But you, you made know, it up. But you know what? I knew I was going to be really good at it, Yeah, the job. Like it's kind of one of those things, isn't it? Like it was
2: you and have to meet the criteria. Part.
1: And if I just went in and go I don't meet the criteria, you wouldn't have even got an interview. Mm. And because I met the criteria, they got to see that I was – and I spent four years working with that service completely. But, I, you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to make <laughs> shit up. But I was desperate to get I a think job. everyone does. Yeah, like that. But I just thought it was funny I read the Disability Services Act. <laughs> Yeah. Like I went, oh, it's such a good thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna make it up, you have to really gonna do your <laughs> research. Anyway, that that taught me a lot. I had a very, I was a young woman. I had a very great manager who who showed great That's empathy. Good. But she she knew she was onto it. I think she knew I didn't have any previous experience as well. But she said you're natural at this, so you're okay. But great, watch it, watch it. Two very awkward moments. They were very awkward. Your boobs out and being sprung for lying on your job interview. <laughs> But how how long did I think I was going to go saying I could I could drive and I went oh because you had to drive. Um, driving is a big part of the job because we grow plants and then we take to to actually facilitate integration in the community you'd take you know one of the people that worked at the the Mm -hmm. nursery you know with you on a sales trip so they'd help you unload boxes and stuff and there were probably two sales trips a week of which you were supposed to do and I'm always so busy going I've just created this new training program and I was always innovating like these amazing ideas of let's and they were really good ideas but to keep me just there to get out of just driving. so I couldn't drive I went, oh i can't do it again i'd love to go out but i'm really doing this <laughs> that's funny sneaky i um when i
0: when i started at byronshire council well i was working at lismore uni at the time yeah. and then i went for the job at council and i got it and a week, so i go back to the uni and give my two weeks notice and about 3 days later the whole of the byronshire executive team is sacked. Wow. And one of them is my boss, obviously. (gasps) Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck, and they're already like trying to fill somebody in my role out at Lismore Uni. So I remember being under the desk at the Lismore (laughs) Uni (laughs) calling the guy who gave (laughs) me the job going, fuck, do I? Like completely oblivious to what's happened to him. Yeah. His whole career has just been thrown out publicly. And I'm like, do I still have a job? <laughs> and next thing one of the professors at the uni is like, is there someone under that <laughs> desk? And I went, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> so there was that. Then when I started... Um, at the, at the council there was a guy acting in the position of manager and yeah. so I worked with him for a while. Then the new guy came in and he was very... He was nervous. He That was the first time he'd been promoted into a manager's position and he was finding his way and Byron Council is such a volatile place. I mean he's coming into a place that his predecessor was just very publicly sacked so he was really nervous and he was very closed off to me. I was his executive assistant and he was very closed off to me. He even said things like, you know, one day I just stuck my head in and I went, oh, hey, do you want a coffee? And he goes, if I want a coffee, I'll make my own coffee. Oh. And I just went, "Wow, well, fucking you're yeah. never getting a coffee out of me yeah, then. well, that's it. Door yeah. closed. Yeah, that's it. Do it yourself. Banned the coffee. Yeah. That's just a courtesy thing. A ca- it he cancelled coffee. Being, it oh, cancelled coffee. He fully cancelled coffee.
1: I don't think, and what you didn't realise is when, that whole thing between can I get you a coffee? It's not about the coffee.
0: No, it's about the care. Yeah, if, I'm going to get a coffee. I can see you busy. Yeah, I'll how about I, I make you one?
1: Yeah, he was, I don't he like was, him already.
0: Oh, he became he actually became a very good friend did of mine. He? But yeah. It
1: didn't start off well.
0: No, it didn't. And I never let him forget the coffee. I'd go, I'm going for coffee, but clearly you can make your own. <laughs> oh yeah. You would never even oh, do it all the time. No, he was just like st- two years later, are we still fucking going on about the coffee? Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, it's not getting dropped. Yeah, yeah, no, that's
0: it. Um anyway, so the first week he was there, we we didn't really speak. We did a, you know, I I kinda handed over a couple of things to him, but he very much wanted to sit in that office. And just get over everything, you know, like just get his mind into everything. Now, there was a case in, um, and I believe it's still going, there's a a man called John Vaughan who has been oh yeah, taking Byron Council to court for a long time over his property. About two
1: centuries. Yeah. This century and last century, (laughs) I
0: think. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that had blown up just as um, this guy came in. And back then nothing was on, um, you know, nothing was digital. It was all paper. And I had spent months and months and months getting everything in like a chronological order. Like I'm talking, you know, the paperwork was unbelievable. Massive, yeah. And that Friday afternoon at about three o'clock there was a huge meeting in the the room and one of the things that they were going to discuss was John Vaughan's case. And so I'd put together like a summary of these files. But it was still a lot. It was like, you know, a foot worth of paperwork yeah. and it was all in order so he could literally look like he was completely over it just by picking up each folder mm. and going through it. And i take it in and he was really, really tall. He was about six foot four or something. And as I walked in, I walked around kind of behind someone else with him and I went to put them <gasps> on the table oh no. and he stood up to get out of my way and my bottom hand just went right into his dick.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you touched it. You touched your boss's dick. Oh, that's weird.
0: The first week. Yeah. And I just put the things down. He just quickly sat back down in his seat and I just put them down and I went, was there anything else? And he goes, no. No, <laughs> thank, thank
2: you. you. Did you like, bring it okay. up? Okay.
0: No, never. But I went down that afternoon, I went down for drinks because we used to have drinks mm. down there in like a little social area and my friend Kate... She goes, she goes, so how's your first week been, you know, with Paul? And I went. Well, it was going
1: all right, and I touched his dick. Oh my god! Because I thought you were going to tell me that the folders and everything spilled out. I wasn't. They kind of did spill out on the. They I wasn't kind of waiting did spill for it. I wasn't the, waiting for a cock tip.
0: Well, that happened as well because I because I put them yeah. down so fast and they kind of grab. did in heat, and I just went, "Oh, do you need anything?" And he goes, and "No, no, went, no, I've it's got like, it."
1: Okay, and here's the folders. Have a good day, champ. Here's a yeah. little bit of a touch up to I'll, get you I'll going. I'll cup you. There you go. I'll cup <laughs> you. There you, there you go. Tap. Yeah. Here you go. Tap. Yeah. you Imagine that. Okay, tapped. Good good work, mate. Good work. Tap tap. Like a little ball tap. Uh, no. Up. Well done. <laughs> it was bad. Okay, and now you get come on, tap tap. You need a bit of testosterone <laughs> pumping through there. We've we'll got the tap up. You tap him up. You tap I tapped him on. him, Yeah.
0: Oh wow. He was a very good manager. But yes, never you know, he came to our wedding, we became very good friends. Never tapped him again. Never tapped I think him that's again. When you do the and I never tap. talked to him about
1: it either. I should awkward. now. I'm still friends with him. You should bring it up. I think you should bring the tap up. That's a part of the awkward thing that's a good thing to, to bring up. He always you know. kept his distance from me though. Yeah. Well, no wonder. And I do wonder if he thought it was on purpose. Like
0: imagine being that chick in the office. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what oh, she the she hell? gropes the dudes.
1: I had that awkward <laughs> one where it was quite cute where I told you before about when I was artist modelling for all these old people. I'd be there every week. You know, and I'd sit in the nude in one position, and you'd walk around and look at the paintings they'd done. And everyone had done like various weird versions of me, nude, sitting on a chair, as I often do, you know, um, for seven hours at a time, holding a book. And then this other. Is that good money? Well, I was a student at the time, mm. so I was getting like $25, 30 bucks an hour, yeah, in cash. Yeah, that's pretty good money. Yeah, and my friend there doing nothing, in the nude reading for a seven book seven hours. I come back out of it with two hundred bucks. Anyway, this this old fella like get there, and it was right on the river in Brisbane. It was a beautiful studio, and he he painted boats, not, not And I went, what? He goes, oh, he goes, I really love boats and nude women. So he'd come there, he painted the boats, and just had every just now had and then a, a, a sneaky look at me, <laughs> and that was that was definitely awkward. Then you go, oh, okay. Oh, God, Ellen. That's funny. I'll tell you something really awkward before you go to Mark. Yeah, okay. It's really short because I've been a stand-up comedian now for over 30 years and I've done stuff in the past where I've made some pretty poor judgments about things and this guy goes, he worked for some big, big it's a really straight corporate firm. Like they're like um, tax agents or something like that and a big accountancy firm oh. and I got employed. but <laughs> like, do you hear what I did? I can't believe I did it for their Christmas party and it all, like, there was probably 200 people there. So I come out and do comedy, but I decide, he goes, we couldn't believe it. You came out in the nude. <laughs> I did my reverse strip. Why would you do that? <laughs> I have no memory of it. And when he told me, I went, oh, I did do that. I remembered. I went, I, can't, I think I blocked it out because it was clearly I come out in the nude and it, And there was not, people were just really uncomfortable. Apparently, the CEO had to leave the room because they go, they've just employed someone to do comedy and they're nude (laughs) at the function where everyone's bought their families. Oh, no. And
0: then, so you you got dressed and then did some comedy. How did the comedy go?
1: Not that well. (laughs) He goes, we've never, we still talk about it. (laughs) That's like twenty years later. I'm so embarrassed. I'm still when he told me, I'm like, oh, 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 did you see him recently? Yes, (laughs) he came up to me recently and told me, and I went, no way. (gasps) I did do that. I can't believe some of the things I've done. I can't even blame being drunk. I planned it. Oh my god, planned that as part of the act. Yeah, thought it was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, talk about getting to know where your pitch is. Yeah, I teach people comedy and how to be appropriate and how to actually work your room. I don't say turn up nude to two hundred accountants, the straightest people in the world out of corporate. Kind of funny. Oh, that is funny. It is funny and kind of glad that you did it. Sick about it, but
0: the 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 comedy stuff. Look, we'll go to Mark and then we'll talk about that. So today our guest is Mark McConville, who is a a comedian, but he's also a tradie in another life, and he's a very funny man. So we are going to call him right now, and hopefully this all works, technology. Let's see. Oh, it sounds like it's working. Hope he's there. Well, he's in lockdown. He should be. He's got nowhere else to be. Where's he going to do? What's he going to be doing? Hello. Good morning. Oh, Mark McConville. It's Ellen Briggs here and Mandy Nolan. How are you? Uh,
2: Good morning, ladies. What's going on? (laughs)
0: Well, uh, we were just going, oh, we hope Mark's there, but where else would you be? You're in lockdown.
2: Yeah, pretty much, you know, like I could go for the occasional holiday into the backyard and, uh, right. you know, planning a, trip, planning a trip to the garage later on today.
1: <laughs> Don't do it all before lunch. Yeah, No, that's right. You've got to that's stagger right. it.
2: It's the little things you've got to look forward to. Exactly, <laughs> like
1: putting your pants on after midday. Like you've got to stagger out even the dressing. Do you even bother getting dressed when you've got nowhere to go? Do you just keep your jammies on?
2: I I did have a full day in tracky yesterday. Yeah.
1: Oh, you sound ashamed. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was like it was like a it was a confession. Wasn't yeah, it, it was,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, and when it's cold, you know, and it's like, well, I've got no one to impress. The dogs don't care. And your
0: wife's not even there. No,
2: that's right. So
0: I'd be in tracky. Oh, well, I I'm I mostly am in my trackie pants every day anyway. Anyway, um, Mark, we you're on our yeah. podcast. You're on our podcast today, um, called Awkward Gully, and today we're talking about
1: awkward moments at work. So, what have you had happen? What? I love the way we tell you that, like we haven't actually got your previous consent um, to be on that. That would be awkward. You go, <laughs> you just hung up. But yeah, and you're just like, what? What? What freaky things have happened at work for you where you've created some? I was just telling Ellen about this corporate I did to accountants. I didn't know till a guy told me the other day, and they. It was so straight. I came out in the nude, Mark. In what? the nude. In the nude. To, to the Christmas party what? with their families and I did my reverse strip and got dressed. Somehow 20 years ago, he goes, we've never forgotten it. We still talk about it. The CEO was like almost in a coma
2: with um, trauma. So I suppose the question is how many repeat bookings did you get from that gig?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good question. I didn't get a lot of – I've never had another accountant gig. <laughs> <laughs> Word got out in Australia. Yeah, um, I yeah, but I have been audited. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your
2: what's your what's
1: your work for par?
2: Oh, there's been so many, there's been so many. I, well, being comedians, you know, you guys would uh, you guys would probably appreciate this. A few years ago, I was um, emceeing a gig at the comedy club in Brisbane, and it was a Thursday night. A lot of comics around and. Uh, there's a couple of people there that I didn't recognise and, and one of the comedians said, oh, can this guy, you know, jump up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and uh, he introduced himself. He's like, oh, hey, I'm Danny. And I'm like, g'day, mate, how you going? And um, so we start the show and, and in the break, I said, so how would, you know, everyone standing around. And I said, so how would you like to be introduced? You know, what's your surname? And uh, And it was just silence and everyone was like, and he just looked at me and he went, boy.
0: <laughs> Danny Boy, he's oh, that gorgeous Scottish, yeah. and very, I'm, and I'm very like, famous comedian.
2: And I'm like, right, okay, McConnell, good on you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all the way home I was just thinking, oh, no. Oh,
1: I think that's actually really
2: that's- good that you did that.
1: Put him in his place.
0: Yeah, we don't know who you are here
2: in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the thing that I think makes it even even more weird was, you know, when I look back at it, I actually saw him live about three years previously at the Gold Coast uh, Convention Centre, but I would sit right up the back so I could
0: Oh, that's funny. That is funny. And you were a tradie in a, in a um, previous life, weren't you? Because you do have some very funny stories about being a tradie.
2: Oh, look, you know, see, back in the day when I did my apprenticeship, there was no workplace health and safety or any of that sort of stuff. But I got out of there, like, pretty early, and as soon as I finished my trade, I was out because welding, you know, four years of welding is, you know, (laughs) it's not good. It's not good. People think welders have got red eyes because of the welding flash. They're all stoned, I'll tell you right (laughs) now. only way to get through the welding
1: what made you yeah, come well, out to think it. to be a welder? Why did you even think about welding? Did you just say, I'll just
2: be a welder? I, no, no, I didn't. I went to college when I left school because I wanted to be a chippy. Yeah. And uh, so I did 12 months of uh, engineering construction pre-vocational course at TAFE. And then when I got out of there, they uh, I just was applying for everything. This was, what, 1985, 86. And it just so happens that, um, there was, you know, heaps of apprenticeships for uh, chippies and cabinet makers, but I wasn't getting any of them. And I ended up landing a job in a boil maker in an engineering factory doing structural engineering. So I just went, yeah, right. Yeah, but right. when I got out of there, when I got out of there, I spent 10 years as a sales rep. You oh. know, so I, and, and so, I ended up back in the building industry. I was in, I was selling timber to builders and garage doors and all this sort of stuff. And, oh my God, you're the guy and, coming to with a garage door. <laughs> yeah. So and so, here's the thing: is when I started doing comedy, uh, there was this crossover period where I was still repping. You know, for maybe a couple of years, so I had a nice company car and all this sort of stuff, and uh, which was great. Beautiful white Commodore U. And uh, so I was at a gig one night, you know, just a newbie on the scene. And uh, one of the comics, who will remain nameless, uh, was pretty drunk at the gig. And uh, and after, when the gig finished, he was like, oh, I'm catching the taxi home. And I said, no, nah, I'll drive you. It's all good. I'll drive you home. You live five minutes from my house. It's fine. So, um, so we're driving through the valley in Brisbane. And he's like, I think I'm going to be sick. Uh-oh. And I'm, like, and I'm like, I've got one thing to say, it's easier to clean off the outside than it is the inside. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, right you are. So the next set of lights... We right you are. I think you've went, just given away went, went, exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, we wound down the window and proceeded to bark at the traffic lights outside the car oh. and then... And then I'm like, it's all right, it's all right. So then we got to his house, and I pulled up into the driveway, and he's like, "Stay here, don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere, leave the car running." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So he runs inside, comes back like a couple of minutes later. I like God love him. He's got a bucket and a sponge. <laughs> so he proceeds to clean down the side of the car, and you know, he's like, "You're right, mate. It's all good. You know, come to the car. I don't want to mess it up." So I'm like, "Thanks, you know, really appreciate it." And then the next day. I go to work, park the car in the car park, upstairs into my office and I'm up there for like 10 minutes and then the boss comes up and he goes, can I see you for a minute? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no worries. So he takes me downstairs, he goes, come out into the car park. And I'm like, what's going on? And we go out in the car park and I didn't realise, right, so we go out and there's my white ute, right, and the whole thing is covered in dust except for this pristine clear. <laughs> as <laughs> The boss is like Do you mind explaining to me What's going on on there
0: (laughs) You've been using your car Not for work (laughs) Oh that's funny Well well
2: I said, I've got one thing to say. It's easier to clean off the outside than it is the end.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> That's really cute. That's funny.
0: I've actually got, when you were talking about introducing someone, Mark, when I first um, started getting gigs down at Melbourne at the Last Laugh, which is, a, you know, was such an amazing club down there. And it was a big thing for, you know, someone like me to be down there. And I was hosting this particular night, and Bruno Lucia was on. And people who are old enough will remember that he was in an Australian sitcom. Chicky and- Bay. Yeah, that's him. So I'm, I'm, you know, trying to do the right thing and I'm, you know, introducing everyone, making them, and I go, I go please welcome to the stage, you know, you might know him from Hey Dad, <laughs> which is the wrong sitcom. And it was just at the time when Robert Hughes had been charged with, oh, no. yeah, and he, as we walked, you know, when you he walk past like someone, he fucking got right up me as he's coming onto the stage and I'm going off. He's like, are you a complete fucking idiot? Like, he's just really <gasps> oh, yelling no. at me. Oh, no. Yeah, and then I had to go backstage and go, oh, now I've got to go back on after him. He's going to walk past me. It was horrible. Oh, that is straight, horrible. Yeah. And I did apologise to oh. him but, and he was really angry and I get it. I get it because he was in all together now, not hey dad. Yeah, and
2: yeah.
0: I did apologise to him, and he was really angry. And then I wanted to say to him, I never "No one either. in the audience was even fucking alive when that show was on. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I <remember. laughs> like, I don't. Nobody even listens to
1: an intro, do they? No. Yeah, but it's, but it no. was awkward. And you know who? Li- the, no, no. I tell you who listens to the intro: the, the comic comedian. that you're about to introduce. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: oh,
2: exactly. Look, can I? Can I have I got time to yeah, share one more quick you sure story have about it? And that. you've just reminded me about an Intro. So um, years ago, I was doing this corporate dinner for uh, Queensland Rail, and it was a big leadership dinner. You know, there was like three hundred people in the audience.
0: Please don't and tell the, us you um, got nude, Mark.
2: <laughs> no, no, there was no nudity. <laughs> but um, the speaker, the, the keynote speaker that they had was Wayne Bennett.
1: I love right? him, Bennett.
2: The very, the very – well, you're going to love him even more after this. So um, he's the very famous football coach, right, for the Broncos. So and, – um, and two days before the gig, the booking agent emails me his intro, right, and it's like a full-page bio. Oh, no. Like it's a full page, right? And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to read out all that. Right, so I went through it and I pulled out the highlights, you know, like the premierships and, you know, so I got it down to like a paragraph. Great, right? And um, and so you know, I get to the gig nice and early. No one's there. Wayne shows up, and we're sitting at the table together. And I said, I said, Wayne, look, um, you know, the agent sent me through your intro, and it's like it was a full page thing. I said, so I edited it down to you know, this paragraph, if you want to have a look at it, um, is there anything particular, like, how would you like to be introduced, right? And um, and he just said, just introduce me as the Broncos coach.
1: Oh, oh right? I love
2: that. And I and I said, right. And he goes, well, that's what I am, I'm the Broncos coach. Just say that, right? And I'm thinking, oh, no, like, this is a big hoity-toity gig and, you know, he's the man, and everyone's come to see him. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you girls know, like as the MC, I can't just go, ladies and gentlemen, Broncos coach. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so I got the paragraph right, and I halved it again. Right. So I've got now like one or two short sentences. You know, multi premierships, blah blah blah, and um. So I got up and I, I did my super short intro and Wayne gets up in front of, you know, three or five hundred people and he goes, i <laughs> don't oh, forget it. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, before the show tonight, Mark, our illustrious MC, asked me uh, how I would like to be introduced. And I said to him Just introduce me as the Broncos coach. And as you can see, that is a, clear example of a man that doesn't know how to do what he's told.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <Don't> like, <you?
2: laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sitting in the seat going, oh, fuck! You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're going to have shit put on you by anyone. Yeah, you got, so, you got roasted Bennett. by Wayne
1: Bennett.
2: <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Which I kind of love, because like, he is
1: really... He's um, the man. And he's so i
2: got to tell you, delightful, amazing. Like, there's a couple of times that I've worked with him um, over the years since that day and, the, like, that leadership uh, speech that he gave that night, honestly, you had 400, you could have had a pin drop for, like, yeah. 40 minutes. He's yeah. amazing.
1: He does have such an aura about he him, does. doesn't he's he? Like, he's like the football, he's like Gandalf of yeah. the NRL. He really is. He comes in, he's like the super wizard and yeah. even, like, all the dudes, like, he's... He's really smart and he's real he's just and he's so he's he's got so much dignity and he's really kind of um he he doesn't have a huge ego and he has this kind of quiet
2: stoicism that he yeah. just
1: kind of and when he has a presence everyone's like, "Ooh, Wayne, behave yourself
2: yeah exactly. and and then, when he, and then when he gets that he gets that wry smile you know that yeah. kind of you know half of his lip raises that he kind of gets a bit of a squid and you just think to yourself. I think you've got a pretty good sense of humour under oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Exterior.
0: Those sports luncheons, I'll i had. We'll, I'll tell you this, Mark, and then we'll let you go. I, I did one not long ago and it was an AFL sportsman's lunch. I, You know, and they, they go, oh, we want a female comedian. I think they do it just to, you know, sort of make themselves feel better or something. Mm. Anyway, I go in there and Jason Akermanis was the, you know, who was an yeah. AFL, ex-AFL player. Yeah. Um, yeah, three-time premiership player. There you go. See, I knew nothing about him. Um, he he was a great speaker. He was incredibly funny. Anyway, when he came off, I'm sitting at like the VIP table and he introduces himself and he goes, oh, are you here to do the admin for the auctions? Oh, no. <laughs> now that's an awkward <laughs> moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I went, no, I'm the comedian. He just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I hope you use that on stage. Oh, yeah. And he goes, I said, it's amazing actually, Jason. It's 2020. Us girls get to do other things other than admin. Did you know that? And he goes, he grabs my arm with both his hands and goes, can you please not say that on stage? (laughs) And I went, oh, that's my opening line. (laughs) And it was too. And fuck, he was just, he actually got off his chair and got under the table and he was like, I said I'm sorry. Do you know, can I, give you one, can I give you one
1: more gig? My worst gig, awkward moment. Yeah. I have some real crackers. This one, I'm doing a big fundraiser in a place called Alstonville. It's, there's probably four or five, it's a woman who's got cancer, four or 500. Now, always find out what sort of cancer you're fundraising for. The whole community's come together. Um, she may have died by now because a long time ago. Yep. And it's pretty bad. She's really well loved, and like it was a, it was a sport, like one of those basketball, indoor basketball thing. Wow. And they put out maybe six hundred people. The entire town virtually had come mm. out. Nolan's doing really well. I'm doing my, I'm, I'm doing the your gold. comedian. I'm doing the gold. And then I used to do this thing about my, um, where I had this kind of skin check, and they find a little, <gasps> and they did, they found a mole, and looked like I had cancer with the twat, and the whole room goes quiet. <laughs> Yeah. she had cancer of the, the twat. Oh no, she had twat no, <laughs> she had and I'm Like I've never not got like huge laughs, and, and you're like, and with this thing on, tap, and tap, I'm tap. Going, and when you're not getting huge laughs, I'm, I'll just push it harder. I'll go harder on the twat cancer. Like who would have like, and it was like that. took about awkward. Someone came out. It was. Oh, I don't know how to tell you this, but she has like, she has ovarian cancer. Oh. I went. Oh, you could have told me oh, no. before I went on. That's awkward. Twat, that was awkward.
2: Uh- <laughs> oh. How not? How 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 good were gigs? Remember gigs? Oh, we remember oh. How good were gigs.
1: <laughs> we have to go out. I have to go oh. out and, to, and offend people just at the at the coffee shop and the uh, just oh. general places.
0: I'm just yeah. I'm just oh. doing it in the house. That's nothing.
2: Oh, no. like, I know. It's like, isn't it crazy? You know, like to go from like a couple of hundred a year and it's just, oh, I miss it. I it's miss really it hard. So you much. get Sorry. frustrated. The other,
0: the other night I gave Alex a cup of tea and I held the handle and like gave him the hot part of the cup right. and made him grab it. And he goes, you just, you're just you just doing that to hurt me, aren't you? And I said, if I wanted to hurt you, I'd throw it in your face. Oh, <gasps> She's and really,
1: he went, Do you, know <laughs> what I've you need do? to get a job. <laughs> Anyone that lives with comedians at the moment really knows that as soon as you do something normal, like give someone a cup of tea, you need to go, Yay! yeah, Woo! because we just miss. the yeah, that's we, right. we really are suckers. It's a good cup of tea. I love that it's, one. It's like being hooked on instant gratification. I'd say we'd all have significant yeah. ego problems. In and that. don't question the delivery I of know, the tea. I know, we go, don't worry, I just need this to fill me up. <laughs> Where, you Ladies boat, and gentlemen,
2: welcome to the kitchen, Mark
1: combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, that is that is a really sad. It's a sad thing. Something I, I was actually slightly off topic. I thought about the other day because of what's happening at the lockdown. Because I read this thing. There was a cafe in in southern Queensland. Like this isn't an awkward thing for those people. Um, like the Sunshine Coast and the the owner had been. They weren't wearing masks in the cafe. The staff or the owner and the police had come. They'd been fined, The owner was taken away and charged. Came back three hours later and their post on Facebook was something like, you know, it's another day for freedom. We came back to the cafe and we're just sitting here. We're having, we've lit some candles and we're singing and we're singing and pushing up against, <laughs> against you know, f- looking for, for humanity and fighting for freedom. And I went, wow, who would have known? The people leading us into the future for freedom are the baristas. Yes, <laughs> the baristas It's <laughs> the freedom fighters. I mean, Che Guevara maybe could have been a barista yeah. in this life. I mean, who would have thought the hairdressers and the baristas are leading us to freedom? <laughs> Stop laughing. That's wow. right. But when I said that to someone and was know, I thought, that's a good joke, nobody clapped.
2: Because oh. it
1: wasn't, it was just oh. Let's clap yeah, now. Thank
2: you. See, that's the thing. Of, of all the careers that you could have, I reckon... Oh. I reckon comedians are probably gonna have the most amount of stories of awkward moments. You know, oh, because totally. that whole that whole of that whole, you know, ethos of well we thought it would be funny. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: Oh, and, and the intro thing is very important. This one involves you, Mandy, when we did a gig you and you'll remember it up at the Cabarita Sports Club. Yeah. So on the poster was was. Mandy Nolan and Akmal was the feature and yep. I came along to do the support and Mandy whipped the crowd into a frenzy, as you know she does, Mark, and then she yep. goes, she goes, okay, everybody, please welcome to the stage a very good friend of mine and they're fucking clapping, they're banging their feet, they're thinking Akmal's coming on and she goes, Ellen Briggs! And they oh. look at me, walk on, and I literally start to hear... Chairs scraping back, like, oh, we're we'll going get a drink while oh, this, year, well, who the fuck's this? I'm going, no, no, it's just going into a drink. So, do you remember, Mandy, oh, yeah, And half so of them walked, walked out, out. Yeah. and I panicked and just started doing my punchlines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I thought you are going to say, I panicked and started doing Ackmold material. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck, I might have done better. You know, now if that happened to me, I, I would do that. That's exactly what I would do and I would try and make a joke out of it. But I panicked. I was new. And there were like maybe 20 people left in the audience. Everyone else went out to the bar. And as I walked off, one guy just is like this, clapping.
2: Like that's <laughs> horrible. I know.
0: And then Mandy goes back on, and someone's walking back to his seat, and he looks at Mandy and points at her and looks at me, and he goes, That sweetheart, that's how you do it.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. I know. And Are I
2: just
0: you went, fucking, I just went, I had driven Mandy and Akmal there, and I had, I just had to go and sit in the car. That was awkward. (laughs) I could not look at those people and they felt
2: awkward looking at me. (laughs) That was my worst gig ever. Yeah, was it? What what makes people think that type of behaviour is acceptable?
0: 'Cause no. I was fucking shit, Mark. It
1: was well, terrible. yeah. But... It's pretty funny though. It is funny. It's yeah, funny just... because it's not really it's like it's not that bad. No. Like, no one's threatened to grass. Like you in the, in the car six... park. No, they were they were quite polite about it actually. Yeah, they were. That, that's actually but it, it, it is excruciating. Oh, and
0: that like that, sweetheart. That's, that's how yeah.
1: you do it. It's terrible when people
2: you go like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, I know. You
0: know. you
2: know, they um when I started doing comedy I was studying acting for three years and one of the exercises they got us to do in acting school was an improv exercise where they talk about saying yes. You know, you've got to say yes to everything that happens in this scene until it reaches its natural course and then you move on. And um, and I applied that to a gig one time I did when I first started out and I was it was just a Mark McConville stink fest. I was up there for 10 minutes and it was just going nowhere. And, uh, and one of the audience members, a place called Comedy Central, it was, in Brisbane. And this guy goes, mate, you suck. <laughs> right? Just like that. And, and then, and then I, was so take, I was so taken back but I had this, you know, acting thing happening at the time. And I just went, you know what, make you right, I do suck. You're right. <laughs> yes. You're right. I do suck. In actual fact, I'm going to devote the rest of my time on stage to sucking now. I'm going to suck like you have never seen someone suck. Before. Like, you know what, you're going to be saying to your mates in a couple of days' time, I saw this comedian, that you want to see someone suck this guy. <laughs> he
1: sucked hard.
2: And then they started to laugh and went, right, thanks. See you. Oh, see, see you good later. Idea.
1: Yeah, it's better going with it. That is a beautiful example of saying yes to sucking.
0: I actually love that. I'm not about to say
1: I've <laughs> done that actually, before, uh... but that just <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: that's an ah, awkward moment. That's awkward, oh.
2: uh,
0: All right, Mark, we're going to let you know go. We know how to do <laughs> Thank oh, you for your time.
2: Oh, the you best, guys are Have a day. You're
0: the best. Hey, Mark, a... guess what? Guess what? Let's do this. Is?
1: Yay. Yay, Mark. Yay. Oh, thank you. That was <laughs> Mark <laughs> McConville, <Mark laughs> <Mark laughs> everyone. <laughs> okay, go put your tracksuit back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See Have you you a later. good day, lady. You
0: too. See you See you Bye. Oh, he's funny.
1: He is lovely. I
0: love him. Oh well, that, that, that there you go. Lots of awkward moments there. Oh my god, the comedy is full of awkward. moments. I actually moments. love that heckle, mate. You suck.
1: Like mate, it was kind of gentle really cute. Like, and kind.
0: Really nice. Like I'm just helping you out here, but fuck, I'm not sure if you know.
1: Oh yeah, you it's suck. Terrible. You suck. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do suck. You do okay, suck. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah, like thank I, you. That's like a. That's like you don't need TripAdvisor when you're a comedian because <laughs> people tell you right there. You're right there. Nobody do that to anyone else. You don't walk out of a retail, retail store and go, lady, you suck. Yeah, well, I think people shit. do now. Well, they're doing it now, but yeah. not, not like our job. No. People actually really do feel they've got to give you the critique as you leave. You are great. Exactly. You're, Anyway, what anyway. else? Do you, do you do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> no, what, do, what, do you do, what do you do during the day? I know. It <laughs> is awkward. Well, I hope you guys are out there and do enjoy your awkward moments because they're the fabulous things that you have at dinner parties or in those little coffee shops of moments where you're having a chat with a friend where it may be awkward but sometimes it's it's just a pearler that you want to share with someone. Exactly.
0: It's good. And today we didn't talk about poo once, which is very good. I oh, know. I can't believe it. I did have a work poo story. We'll save that for
1: another. We'll save one. that for later because Ellen's done a few kind of poo setups on me. Um, we might. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. But I reckon yeah, we'll talk about that one. Of yeah. Fucking best one at the ABC we might studios do in Sydney. Some awkward toilet experiences. Let's do that. What I've got that? so do many, it. but it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be awful. So strap yourself in. Okay, <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye.